0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mushtar FM 89.6. Today, we are back in the free topic. Other than me, Maria, hello, how are you? We have the lovely, the marvelous Natasha.
1: Hello, Maria, how are you? I am
0: good, yeah, how are you?
1: I'm lovely, I'm marvelous, so yeah, the day is nice.
0: Yeah, so you're satisfied with the adjectives, that's good.
1: Yeah, that's quite a nice start of the day.
0: Yes, I think so as well. So, in today's show, Natasha and me, we just wanted to talk. Like, it's been a while and the microphones are open, so we want to talk about some things that we are interested in. And specifically, we want to talk about, you know, books, TV shows that we've watched, things like this. So, do you want to start or do you want me to start, Natasha? Because I have a lot of things to tell you and I'm sure you have a lot of things to tell me as well.
1: Yeah, let's give it a shot and let you start, Maria.
0: I'm going to start. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I read a book last, well, last year now, because we're in 2023 or last month, as you would prefer. And I am really curious about your opinion, because I think and I see you as a very philosophical person, you know?
1: Am I? Okay.
0: (laughs) I don't know. We will see. Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe my vision of you is wrong, but I don't think it is. So yeah, the book that I read is called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig or Haig. I don't know how it's pronounced. I am sorry, Matt. But yeah, I read this book and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the plot. Should I tell spoilers or not? What do you think?
1: For me, always no. Please don't tell me any spoilers. At the same time, I think I've read the book or Uh actually I read the book several years ago, so Uh I can't remember it properly. That is why some basic storyline would be nice to have, but no spoilers, please.
0: Okay, so just the premise, let's say like the first like 20, 30 pages of the book. So the story starts with our main character. Her name is Nora. And she's a woman that is not having a good time in her life right now. Like everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Like she lost her job. Her cat died. Like she's just going through a lot of bad things and she just doesn't want to live anymore. So she decides to end her life. But the thing is that she doesn't go to heaven or like the purgatory or anywhere else. She goes to this midnight library... And the thing about this library is that she can see a lot of books, of course, because it's a library. And if she, like, takes a book, she can go and live a different life that she has lived. For example, in this life, she was working in a music store and she was also giving, like, piano classes to a child. But she can be like, okay, what if I had decided to become, like, a musician? Or what if I had decided to go to Antarctica? And she can live these lives and see what it would have been like living those lives. So, yeah, for me, the premise was very interesting. I mean, in the beginning, it was like quite depressive (laughs) because I was sad because I didn't want her to go through all of those obstacles. But I do think that the topic of parallel lives, like how a small decision that you make in another universe can be a thing completely different, like you could have a completely different life. For me, that's very interesting. I don't know about you, Natasha.
1: It would be nice to try it out, of course, although I don't want to die yet. That is why, if it would be possible in any other way, that would be certainly interesting. But does she die? I didn't get this fact.
0: I mean, it's not like she's dead. She's like in between.
1: But she tried to kill yeah. herself and she went to the library. Uh-huh. Mm, let see.
0: Have you read it or not? Do you know this information or do you not know?
1: It doesn't ring a bell. Although I believe that I read it, maybe my memory is totally lost by now. I can't remember.
0: Okay, so let's play more with this idea because I really like it. So, for example, if you had to choose something different, what would you choose? Like, for example, becoming a scientist, I don't know. What would be the first thing you would do in this midnight library?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think I would try to become an actress.
0: Nice. Nice. What about you? Uh, There are just so many possibilities. Because it's like, you can either try to change something that has happened. For example, being like, okay, I went to this high school. What would have happened if I went to another high school? That's changing something. Or maybe you can change it drastically, being like, okay, maybe if I had moved to Australia when I was 12, what would have happened? You know, so maybe I would say like I became... I don't know, something connected with me, like for example, like a screenwriter, but in like another country. That would be interesting.
1: Which country, do you know? Hmm, it
0: depends. But right now I'm watching and I will tell you later, I'm watching Thai shows. So maybe in like Thailand. I think it would be interesting.
1: Can't imagine it, but sounds yeah. Sounds different. Yeah. And then I think there are so many professions that I would like to try. At the same time, okay, I can't imagine myself being a poet or cook or whatever whatever else but it wouldn't be me so Mm -hmm. how would i perceive myself in the now if i'm a poet in a different century or country
0: yeah that's it you would maybe perceive yourself as an intruder in that story that like that's kind of interesting like you don't really fit there you know because you're a different person
1: yeah that is why i'm not sure can i remember my now life in a different life
0: i mean in this case she can and the thing is, they explained this also in the beginning, that if she finds a life that she wants to live, she can stay there and like her memories of her actual life will disappear little by little. That was the logic in the book.
1: You yeah. can lose your current life in a uh-huh. way.
0: So that would be kind of hard. Like which life? Because it's like maybe this one is nice, this one is bad, but this one is also nice. So but once you get out of one book, like you can never go back. Oh, I see. Yeah. But maybe you can find another possibility that is close to that one, you know? Maybe it's like, okay, uh, I want to marry this guy, so change my answer that day when I said no to say yes. And maybe you live that life, but maybe it's like, okay, so now instead of going over coffee, we're going to drink tea. And it's more or less the same life.
1: (laughs) That's a life-changing decision, I know.
0: (laughs) I mean, but it's still another universe, maybe. Because maybe the tea, I don't know, like makes you really chill and you have a different conversation. Like, you never know. That's why it's so mysterious. Now, I have another question for you, like to end with this book. Do you think that, for example, all your universes, like all your parallel universes, they all would end up in the same place? Or do you think that each life would end up completely different? I will elaborate. For example, I watched a movie... We saw two situations happening at the same time. Like this girl was a college girl. She went to a party and in one scenario she got pregnant and in the other the test turned out to be negative. So we saw her life in both perspectives, her having the kid and her being childless. But at the end, like at the end of the movie, she was in the same place, like a job or like her dreams, let's say. So even though she had different circumstances, she ended up in the same place. So do you think that if you had, like, different lives, your goal in life is the same, your destiny is the same, or you think it changes?
1: For me, it changes. Sure. It does mm-hmm. change. Because you can change so many things in your life, so many small things, as you just told, like, drink tea instead of coffee. And mm. then you just end up in Singapore instead of Australia or something else. So, no, I don't believe in destiny. Sometimes I can believe in sort of order of things, like if you've done something bad, then something bad can happen to you as well, like Mm. that. Not necessarily like the next day or from the same person, but a destiny. No. Do you believe in it?
0: I mean, I think in the movie it made sense, but there were only like two scenarios. But if it was like a million or like infinite possibilities, yeah, I don't think it would be the same. I think it could get close, but not exactly the same.
1: But in real life, it's almost infinite.
0: Yeah.
1: Even, let's say, I go to a different school and I end up being a scientist and not a journalist. So that's different life path. That's different opportunities as well along my way. Mm-hmm.
0: But for example, if your goal is like to be recognized, you can be recognized being a journalist or a scientist.
1: I haven't thought about that.
0: Mm. I'm giving an example.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. If you're an ambitious person in general, you will be ambitious in any profession, I think. Probably. An ambitious baker, that's who I am.
0: Yes. So now, Natasha, I want you to tell me about a book or whatever you want to tell me. I'm ready to listen.
1: Yes. And I wanted to comment actually on Matt Haig because. Since I've read his book, and the book is How to Stop Time, he became one of my favorite authors, even though I haven't read anything else. So I believe that I've read one and a half books of Matt Haig, How to Stop Time, and also The Midnight Library, possibly, which I can't remember now. But he is interesting because he talks about time a lot. So How Mm. to Stop Time, in the title you can already see that there will be something connected with the time changes. And the main topic was basically living for several centuries, continuing your life, trying out different things as well, different professions. I won't say the reasons why it was possible for people, but it was possible. And they do remember their previous lives. Mm -hmm. So there is no memory lost. Also in that book, he described, well, he played a little bit with the topic of love, which made me wonder, like, imagine you live for several centuries Would you still be in love or would it be possible to be in love with the one person ever? Or would people be totally different and they wouldn't believe in partnership for life?
0: I have a question. Like if they fall in love with someone, does that person die as well? Or are they also like immortal?
1: It depends what kind of person it is. Yes. So they are different people from the regular bunch of people.
0: Okay. Because it's like if someone immortal falls in love with someone that's mortal, then that person is bound to die. And I mean, you can fall in love with more people because that person is going to die.
1: You can, but I mean, you always can as well in this regular life, you always can. But I was wondering in a more, maybe in a sense of a law or mentality, would it be normal to have 10 partners, not partners, but marriages?
0: Mm, At the same time or one after the other?
1: One after the other, just because Uh you're living for like far longer than the usual person.
0: I mean, yeah, that for me would be the normal thing to do. Like, if they keep dying, then you would find different people and you would have a lot of relationships. (laughs) Like, monogamy would not exist.
1: (laughs) Yay, long life, no monogamy. Wonderful.
0: I mean, yeah, I've read books like that where people were like witches or like vampires or something. And it's like they have been with multiple people because the idea of just one person would be very painful because that person dies. And you either just like you don't let that person go in your head or you go and find other people to love. Okay. Okay. That's my point of view. I don't know what you would do. Maybe you would like think of your loved one until the day you die.
1: Maybe I can do that. Like, right now, (laughs) I believe that it would be possible for me to do that. Like, to think Mm. about the only one person for several centuries. But would I do that? That's the question. But also, talking about not the same book, but the same author, I think that it can be felt that he went through something. Because his books are not sad, sad, but they're deep and strange and a bit moody in a way.
0: Yeah, very philosophical.
1: Yeah, like there are still stories. The book that I've read, it was more like a fairy tale, but at the same time, there is some drama inside. And yesterday I decided to read about the life of Matt Haig. It appears that he had been depressed and he was saving his life with the help of books. There was an interesting interview in one Christian magazine, which I read about him. Where the author compared, I can't remember exactly, but I think he compared the Paradise to a library. So that was about Matt Haken, his life. That was so lovely. I think that could be similar for me, for example. I can imagine Paradise as a library. Not as a train station in Harry Potter, not as something else, but a library would go, yes.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it suits you very much. Like if you were in the Midnight Library, I think yours could be also a library. Because I think there was a guy who was in like a video store instead of a library. Yeah.
1: Ooh, would you choose a (laughs) video store or library?
0: I like the library more. Yeah. Cool. So Natasha, I think I'm gonna check out How to Stop Time because I think I saw it the other day in a bookstore and I was like, should I buy it or not? Because I liked that book. But now after hearing what you had to say about it, I think I'm gonna go and read it.
1: I definitely recommend it. But can you recommend me some movie maybe? Because I've been having troubles with choosing a movie lately.
0: You know, I haven't watched many movies. What I've been watching is like TV shows. And I mentioned briefly in the beginning of the podcast that I've been watching Thai TV shows. And I have this one that I have just been obsessed with, like obsessed. And I need to get your take. Because you are a very rational person, in my opinion. So I would like to see how you think this situation is like. Like, if you think it's good or acceptable, or if you would just be like, no.
1: I'm curious.
0: Okay, so the show is called Gab the Series. And it is a very, like, interesting show because it deals with a lot of things. And it is very, like, intense. So the story goes like this. There is this girl. Her name is Mon. And Mon has always been obsessed with Sam. Sam is a CEO from a company. And like Mon has been obsessed with this person for a really long time. Like she's been like her idol. It's been like really passionate for her. But one day when she finishes like her college degree, she goes to work at Sam's company. And she thinks that Sam is just this lovely person, you know, because in the past, like, Sam was, like, taking care of her because Sam is slightly older. I think, like, a few years, not many, but a few years older. So, like, she remembered Sam to be, like, this good person, you know? Like, someone who is, like, kind and, yeah, whatever. So she goes into the office and she sees that everyone is scared of Sam. Everyone is like, yeah, this boss is really cruel. Like, uh, we're just very scared and uh, we don't know what to do. (laughs) And Mon is like, I don't really understand. But then you start to see that Sam is really a person that has a lot of problems. So, for example... Yes, Sam wants to have this company, but her grandma doesn't want her to have this company because the grandma is a very traditional woman. And she's like, yeah, you have to marry a person that I choose for you and have kids and I don't want you to have a company. So Sam has communication issues, no emotional intelligence And uh, she says the opposite of what she thinks. So, for example, if she likes something, she will say she doesn't like it. (laughs) So just starting off there, like a person like this, what do you think? (laughs) Um,
1: Contradictory?
0: Yeah, but how do you deal with this person? Because I was like Sam, I cannot deal with you anymore. Like I can, I just cannot. Can you justify Sam being like this because of her grandma, or should she be held accountable for doing bad things when she does them? Because she does really bad things then later. Both, both. Okay.
1: Uh, yes, okay. that's your family issues and the education or her childhood probably affected Sam. At the same time, well. Why not to be held accountable for what you're doing? Because you're the person, if you're an adult, of course. And that's a strange thing when you say the opposite of things. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. Like, I can get being angry. I've seen that in life, let's say. I've seen people who are criticizing all the time and so on. But why? Why would you do that? Why would you say the opposite?
0: Yeah, so the way she was raised, she couldn't really have what she wanted, so that's why she said the opposite. I don't really know, but there's a scene where like Mon and Sam, like Mon is really frustrated because Sam is a really bad boss. Like she would say, "I'm gonna fire you," and the next day she would say, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fire you. That's that was something I said yesterday, so I'm not gonna fire you today." And she, and Mon would be like, "What do you mean?" So in that scene later, Mon goes, "You hate me, Lady Sam," because she's so like Kong Sam. She's like a rich person in Thailand. So she has a title. She's like Kong Sam. And Sam is like, I don't hate you. And Mon says, well, you always say the opposite of what you truly feel. So you do hate me. And I was like, oh, my God. For me, it was like this woman needs therapy. She needs a lot of therapy. Now, another question I have for you. Would you date someone like this? Would you take them to therapy or would you just say, look, I'm not going to like get in those issues. Like it's not my business. Like it's too tiring for me. I'm not going
1: (laughs) to. Depends. And it's a strange question given that they are in this employee-employer relationship, first of all. So I can't take my boss to a therapy even though I think he or she needs it. But if that's my friend, maybe I would give some advice and recommend to go through the therapy. If that were just the boss, I would try to leave the company, first of all. Because yes, that's not my issue. That's not my deal.
0: What do you think of boss-employee relationship? contradictory you think it's wrong contradictory
1: yeah i usually say that it's not well it's not wrong because it's just feelings and you can't always control them either it's friendship or something else and i've been employed in many companies where we were like friends so that was quite personal i, I think it didn't bother me and it didn't bother them either and it didn't become complicated for us But for other people and for other kind of relationships, maybe if you decide to have some drama in the office, maybe it's not professional. But I'm not totally against that.
0: Okay, yeah, because, I mean, in the show, this happens, the situation happens. And Sam's, like, solution to this was to fire the person. To be like, okay, because... Sam herself made a rule that was like, Okay, no employees can date each other in this company. In my company no one can date. So instead of talking to the person saying, Hey, I like you, she's gonna be like, Yeah, I'm gonna fire you Which is like just just tell just be assertive. So it's like Yeah, I think it can be problematic because, you know, there's this power dynamic going on and one person has the upper hand and it's like not fair. It's like, yeah. For me, usually it would be, I don't know. I mean, you can leave the company or you can leave the relationship, I guess. Both things at the same time, I think it could be complicated.
1: It's a special ability to keep the distance, I think, to be professional, (laughs) but as well to keep the relationship. And when that's two people, I'd say that, okay, two or three people. Maybe it's hard to maintain that because I think at some moment there will be money like intervening in the relationship. But when it's a small company, let's say 15 people, I think that can be possible. And for a big company already, I'd say no, that's Mm. hard because there will be a lot of people who are jealous.
0: And like continue moving on. You said keeping your distance and that made me think of another show that there is where the person doesn't know exactly how to keep the distance because he's always there. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) That is such a lovely show.
0: Lovely. What season are you on?
1: One episode left. So that's the third season and the last episode is
0: left. Okay. okay, So we can talk about it. We can talk about it. For all of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about you. (laughs) I love that the name of the show can be so creepy. Like, what are you watching? I'm watching you. (laughs) I think that's great marketing. I like watching you every night, yeah, before I go to bed. And it's like, yeah, so creepy. But it's good marketing, I think. So yeah, so Natasha, tell me about this show.
1: Okay, maybe I should tell about the beginning of the Uh show. So the show begins, oh, it was quite long ago. Uh, But what I remember is that... We have a guy, and his name is Joe. Mm. And once he met a pretty lady somewhere in the streets of New York. And what he was doing, he was watching her, actually. He was watching her house and her actions inside the house. And then he was trying to understand where she works, what she is doing for her life, and what kind of friends she has. And at some moment, we understand that He's in love with her, and he makes it the way that they actually become a couple. So he keeps her close, and then closer and closer, they meet, they become a couple. That's the beginning Mm. for me. And when I was watching it, so my friend made me watch the first episode a couple of years ago. I was so charmed with the voice of the main character. So I was like, oh my God, that's a voice that I want to listen to. And then it became a little bit creepy, and I was like, is it gonna be scary? And the friend was telling me, no, it's not scary, but yes, it's a bit intense. I was like, so no, I can't watch it without you. And I stopped, and then I returned to it only actually during the previous year. Yeah. Uh, What about you? How did you start watching it, and what do you think in general of the distance as well?
0: I mean, okay, first I'm going to address the voice thing. You know that I'm a sucker for nice voices, and he does have a nice voice, but we will talk later if that excuses his behavior or not. (laughs) But, like, first, yeah, I started watching this, I want to say, I think the first season, yeah, the first season was already out, and I think it was because I, you know, I really like the actress Victoria Pedretti. She plays Love Queen, and I became a fan of hers after watching another show called The Hunting of Hill House and The Hunting of Bly Manor. I watched those two shows and I really liked her acting. So I was like, ah, should I watch you? Is it worth it? Because I know what it's going to be. Like without watching, you know what the show is going to be. So I was like, I don't know if I should watch it or not. But then I was like, okay. So I watched the first season. I was like, okay, I'll make it go faster. So I watched it really fast. And then I watched the second season because of her. And I think she's also in the third season, right? Yeah. She's in the third season as well. So I watched that one as well.
1: She's, not, she's in the oh
0: yeah yeah she is they meet in the second and then in the third they have the child
1: yeah but don't say much about the child
0: no i won't say anything about the child but yeah like yeah so i that's the reason why i started watching the show now let's talk about joe (laughs) let's talk about this guy okay so he has a nice voice he could be conventionally attractive yeah we could say i think you find him very handsome (laughs) He's not handsome, but he's attractive. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he's attractive overall, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think, like, the voice makes him attractive. The muscles, the the (laughs) t-shirt. The t-shirt?
1: Yes. He wears very nice colors. And the color scheme is just... Yes, that's it for me.
0: Dear listeners, you're not seeing my face, but I think you can picture it. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, she can see it, but (laughs) you guys cannot. So, like, what the question that I wanted to ask you like, because he's attractive, is he like, is it it okay for him to be stalking people and to be doing the things that he's doing?
1: Where the question is like, there is no question. You can't. There is no question. There is no question, because yes, attractive or not, or ugly, you cannot be a stalker.
0: No, no, because if he was ugly, the show wouldn't be a thing. If he was ugly, it it would be like, yeah, call the police.
1: No, there is a book, you know, uh, The Phantom of the Opera, Uh and that's about an ugly stalker. That's classics. So I think we've Mm. just changed the dynamics. Yeah, long time ago, those were ugly stalkers in books and movies, and now it's pretty stalkers.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, it's interesting. So it doesn't matter if they're ugly or handsome? No, it doesn't matter for me. But I don't think Beck would have dated him if he was ugly.
1: No, Beck is strange. Beck totally fell for it.
0: I mean, yeah, that that was a strange woman. And then love. I don't know if we can talk about love, but...
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) How can we talk about love?
0: I don't know what you've seen because I don't remember what happened. I remember what happened in the last, but I don't remember what she's done before the last.
1: So actually, the last moment that I've seen was her. Can we say what kind of people they are? Because I'm a bit bothered. For me, that's a lot what of spoilers, kind of people. if I say mm. what she's done before the last episode. I would say this way that before the last episode, she hurts the person that she likes or loves, maybe. And she hurts him very badly.
0: Okay. Yeah. So in this case, do you think Joe is going to like stop? Or do you think if he's meet with someone like him, something is going to happen in the dynamic? Where do you think this is going? Or like what, to not say spoilers, what did you think in the beginning of the show?
1: In the beginning, I was thinking that he's a creep,
0: uh-huh. but I was
1: still hoping that he's not dangerous. Um, Because, yes, he has this lovely voice and he's obviously very intelligent and smart. And he knows his ways, like he can treat people well as well when he needs it. So, I was thinking that he's manipulative, but maybe he has some secret mission. Maybe he's this kind of James Bond or someone else. But, yes, he's just a creep.
0: I just feel like people like him a lot just because he's handsome and he can get away with everything. So I just feel like it's not fair for the rest of the world. (laughs) Like, he bothers me so much. Like, I've watched the three seasons and I got more annoyed every single episode. Like, I was like, I cannot stand him anymore. Like, I just cannot.
1: But I think that he deserved love. Love who is love queen, the Mm -hmm. other character, because she's as vicious as he is. Uh and they are both like mentally unhealthy obviously that is why at least that like that was a trouble for him um but also it was kind of a reward at the same time which is said i don't know but they're both pretty like you can't deny that it makes you so attractive that they're so pretty and so smart and
0: yeah but i think that he also like when he gets something he doesn't want it anymore
1: Yeah, he's a bit repetitive. I'm not Mm. sure why he has these kind of patterns. And now it's you, and I found a new you, and then it's another you. And he is into all of them. How even if... Yeah, I'm not sure if that's possible. Like, it's something very wrong with him, I think.
0: Would you date him or someone like him?
1: I don't know. If I want to... I don't know. (laughs) No, I mean... because he's smart, I think it's hard to resist. Like in real life, you don't expect a person to be like him, mm. uh, to be as vicious as him. So you don't know what kind of person you're dating. And he was hiding the fact that he's, um, how can I describe him even? I don't know. He's a monstrosity from so many people.
0: <laughs> I think the worst part is that they're smart, so they know how to hide it. So you could see people like that every day, but not know what they're up to.
1: And that is why, again, that is so attractive. Because smart people are attractive.
0: Oh my god, I cannot. And the new season is dropping this year, I believe, no?
1: Yeah, I also have heard of it.
0: Yeah, so we'll be tuned in to see. We'll see what happens.
1: Uh, Yeah, but it turns to be very ugly in the last season.
0: Yeah, the beard, no.
1: No, I mean the dynamics. The dynamics. Oh, the dynamics. Show. Because firstly, okay, there is one woman who is a victim of him but then we have more and more people so i don't expect anything good out of it
0: but i think this show could just be one season because it's the same thing
1: true i mean there are some things which evolve that is why it's interesting but yes in general for me it becomes a bit like gruesome and too much at some moments Mm. as i'm quite sensitive So there were several minutes which I simply didn't watch. So I was like, okay, I know what is happening now. I don't need to see that. I'm gonna turn it off.
0: So, yeah, dear listeners, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast because we, you know, we are gonna be watching you, you know, to end on a creepy note. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much for being with me today, Natasha. It's always a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Maria, and I hope that you enjoy the day.
0: You too. And yeah, dear listeners, don't forget that you can follow us on our social media. We are on Facebook and on Instagram. And yes, see you next time. Bye.